Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Peak A-League podcast. I'm your host, Gerald, and we're here for another week, um, episode 15 now, I think. So we've pretty much passed the halfway mark of the season. Some teams have played more, some teams have played less, but most of them are around about 13 games now. Um, starting off, peak of the week this week, uh, it was Brisbane Raw and Melbourne Victory game. Just It got cancelled twice. So uh, the game was originally set for, I believe, Friday, um, and it got cancelled because of the weather over in Queensland, which meant we didn't get any Friday night football as well, which was a shame. And uh, <clears throat> the game got rescheduled for Monday night in Melbourne, but then the, you know, the, the floods have gotten so bad over there in Queensland that Brisbane couldn't travel down to Melbourne. Um, and so the game was postponed again. Plenty of fans travelled over to Brisbane from, from the victory to go and watch that game and then probably <clears throat> got back in time to watch it on the Monday. Um, but yeah, they, they didn't get to see the, the game at all. So I don't know when that one will be played. A little bit sad, but also kind of funny. And, and the outrage on Twitter and, and stuff from people... Um, that they couldn't get over there. It's like, I think a flood is slightly more important than um, a game of football between last and fifth or whatever it is at the moment. So to put things into perspective, it's probably not that important. But um, yeah, it's it's been a while since we've seen postponement to games now that almost all the borders are open and stuff. And so uh, it was a bit of a flashback to when every game was getting postponed. The Western Sydney uh, and the... I can't remember who they were playing. Mariners, maybe? Anyway, that game also got postponed on the weekend due to the weather in Sydney, um, which, same thing, people were talking about how it's so unprofessional of the league. Like, they can't control the weather. At the end of the day, yeah, drainage should be, you know, able to handle most of it, but it's been pretty severe rain, so um, I don't think you can be too mad about it. But we'll jump straight into last week's result. It started off on Wednesday with that big triple header that we had. And firstly, it was Western United and Sydney FC. Uh, a 5.30 game. The crowd was reported at 1,800. I was there. I think it was probably a third of that, maybe. Um, which, you can't really blame people. It was a Wednesday night, but well, afternoon, really. Um, it felt weird being there at that time. It was, it was quite strange. It was a very quiet stadium. We just, in, like, in the active, we just could not be bothered. Like, it, was, it just wasn't the, the right sort of vibe for it. Um, it was 1-0 to Western United, as I predicted. I mean, it's it's not even really an achievement to get this one right. It's just so consistent. Um, but yeah, Sydney were the ones with the early chances. They almost scored a couple of times in the first half, but uh, they couldn't quite capitalize. A couple of misses, some, some good work from Jamie Young. And then it was Steven Lustica scoring his fourth goal of the season to put United ahead, and they pretty much just sat on it for the rest of the game. Sydney had a couple more chances. Uh, Max Burgess had a couple of chances right in front of our end and he copped a fair bit of booze and abuse and I think he turned around and gave us a finger which was pretty funny but in the end Western United got the last laugh they jumped back up to the top of the table momentarily Um, on 7.55 or this this odd time slot we had the Jets and the Wanderers it was a 1-0 win for the Jets so Angus Thurgate scoring the goal here assisted by Pena it's a similar story you know him well, these two, as well as Mikkel Tarze, are the three carrying the Jets through, running the show at the moment down at the Hunter. And, uh, you know, they're looking okay. 12 games in, 15 points to their names, only three points behind Victory and Sydney. And they've got three games in hand on Sydney. So starting to look okay. Um, it's a big week ahead for them. But the other game there was in Launceston, Perth and MacArthur. It was 1-0 to MacArthur. The, both teams had a lot of chances, to be fair, but... Um, overall, it was a bit of a dull affair. There wasn't a lot to take away from it. Um, 
the the big talking point though was that Daniel Sturridge came on at half time and it was you know it looked good we're going to get to see him for a half maybe he's going to be able to produce something he missed one one shot uh, which was yeah a pretty decent chance but uh, then I think in the 65th minute pulled up with a hamstring uh, and was subbed off so and then we didn't see him on Sunday against Western United so it just goes from bad to worse for him um, yeah I'm sure he wants to be out there playing football and I'm not going to blame him for for getting injured, but uh, it, it looked pretty minor, to be fair. So I don't know how long it's going to be till we see him back out there. You'd want it to be soon. Perth have still got 15 games to go in their season, um, plus finals, if they can make it. But So there's still a chance for him to make an impact on their season, but uh, it's it's quickly looking like a disaster move. Um, typically, these big players haven't worked in the A-League. You know, you think David Villa played, what, three or four games for Melbourne Heart or Melbourne City, and... Uh, uh, you know, when we had Alessandro Del Piero, it was great to have him in the league, but ultimately didn't do anything for Sydney. Heskey the same. You know, these big players that have come and, you know, they've got a real legacy behind them. They've never really shone in this league. So maybe that's something to learn from. Um, but at least for Perth, they're back at home this week and they can hopefully use him as a bit of a draw card, as well as the fact they haven't played at home in so long to get some bigger crowds in. So I think um, yeah, commercially, it's a, it, it was a great move. Obviously, it just hasn't panned out because they've been playing their games in Tasmania in front of no one. So we moved to Saturday then. It was a big break in between in this festival of football in February because we didn't have the Friday game. But firstly, it was the Jets and MacArthur. Two all, it ended. This was a really great game to watch. Um, another banging goal from Tommy Orr. So two now for him at MacArthur. He went all of last season without a goal, but he's finally finding his form back in Australia. Uh, it was really good to see Samuel Silvera get a start. Um... Him and Bumal were the wingers, opposed to that other guy they have him up. Is he Serbian or something? I have no idea how to pronounce his name. But he played about 65 minutes, Silvera, before going to the bench. He's still just 21, you know. And uh, you know, it was only a couple of years ago that he was tearing it up for the Mariners before he went off to Portugal. And um, obviously, he's just here on loan at the moment. So the more football we can see out of him, the better, because he's going to go back to Europe at the end of the season, hopefully, and start to play there. So... Um, I think he's very talented, and, and although he didn't do heaps in this game, he was still good and still looked threatening at times. Um, but this was a good result for the Jets. You know, a big week for them playing two home games. They picked up four points. Um, they won the one that they probably should have, and they've drawn in a game where probably most people would have expected them to lose. So a pretty positive week for them. It sees them sitting, like I said, just three points outside of the top six. Um, the two Saturday night games were both very exciting. Adelaide and Central Coast, the Pride game, had a brilliant crowd there of just under 8,000 people. Uh, but again, the the active for them just is nothing. It's like the most empty bay in the stadium. It's really confusing. I would love for them to sort something out um, because the atmosphere there is decent because of how many people are there. But it, at times, it can feel a little bit dead. And it's like, you've got that many people there. You've got to capitalize on it and, and start to get them making a bit more noise. But it was 2-1, uh, a last-minute winner from Adelaide again. No surprise. It was Nesta Irakunda scoring the winner after, you know, he scored that free kick against the Jets about a month ago. He's just 16 years of age. Um, such an exciting story. It was a great finish as well. Um, and the other game was Sydney and Melbourne City. It also ended 2-1 uh, for Melbourne City. So on the road, a really good win. And another goal for Matt Leckie. This was probably the best he scored. It was an absolute screamer. He's starting to look like the man we thought he was going to be. You know, he should be ripping this league to shreds, to be honest. 
um, given his pedigree and, and you know where he's played in the past. And he's starting to look like that player. Five goals for him this season, um, you know, to go along with 10 from Jamie McLaren. It's starting to look very, very scary. I think they've scored like a lot more goals than any other team in the league at the moment. They are really looking good. Um, and for Sydney, it's another game dropped at home. Um, two games for them this week, two losses. So going to need to pick it up this week. On Sunday, the final game of the round, it was in Launceston again. The final time, the Glory will have to host the game outside of Perth for the season, you would hope. Uh, and it ended 2-0 to Western United. So maybe they're finally shaking those 1-0 wins off their back, although they did just get one on Wednesday. But before that, it was 3-2. Um, they dominated this game, I think, Western United. This was one of the best performances they put in this season. It was just complete. Uh, first goal for Priovic after some great work from Topol Stanley. So uh, he started midweek. Obviously, you know, Tomoki and I needed a rest. But then again, he's sort of fought his way back in and starting now again on Sunday. So um, obviously, he's about 36 or something like that. But, you know, he's just in great form. And to have him and LaCroix, two really tall center backs, it's, it's something that pretty much no one else in the league has. And it's working really well. Um, but yeah, he got forward, got an assist. A lovely finish from Prejevic, who's now also got five goals for the season to go along with four assists. So he's in great touch. Um, but it was a, a pretty classy performance. Dylan Perez finally managed to get his first goal of the season after being Western United's top scorer last season with, I think it was only about seven goals. But uh, he's sort of fallen away a bit, but he's been given some starts recently due to Connor Payne's injury, which is apparently uh, quite long-term from what I've heard. Um, and he's taken his chance, an assist from Garuccio, but that was that, 2-0. Uh, a crowd of about 1,500 there, which was mainly Western United supporters. They sort of, We sort of had uh, a bit of an active going on there for a bit. They only had a couple of chance, but um, n- nobody from Melbourne travelled as far as I know, so these were just people that had enjoyed the games last year and, and started doing the chance. It was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty weird to watch at home. Um, sort of felt like I was watching the movie Us, where like people, you know, someone else was just taking my life. Normally, I'd be in the thick of things there, but um, it was these random people I'd never ever seen before. But uh, pretty cool, and and can't wait for April when we go over there to play in Tasmania to link up with those guys because they were they're making a lot of noise for twenty people. I'm assuming that the mic was right in front of them, but still sounded very cool. Um, and yeah, full credit to them for getting behind Western United. They almost probably brought more than uh, what Western United did. On on Wednesday, so that was that. Uh, before we get into the games this week, it's, it's a big week for a couple of teams. Firstly, Sydney FC they played fifteen matches. I believe it's equal most in the league with Melbourne City, uh, and they're sitting on eighteen points. So just inside the six, victory are also on eighteen points after twelve games. The Knicks are on eighteen points after twelve games, and the Jets are on fifteen points after twelve games, sitting. 7th and 8th there, the Jets and the Knicks. So, you know, Sydney aren't aren't doing too well this season and they've just been scraping through, but the Knicks are going to catch up at some point. The Jets are going to catch up and all of a sudden, Sydney could find themselves outside of the top six. They've got a Sydney derby this weekend. This is an absolute must-win game for them now. Um, if they go 16 games, 18 points, you know, it doesn't look very impressive at all. So, they really need to take the pressure off this weekend. The two losses last week have hurt them greatly. And they, they probably could have taken something out of both of them. Like I said, they dominated against Western United early. They they were right in the game until the final minute against Melbourne City. So pressure is right on them. They must perform this weekend. Um, surely we see Narsing uh, come out in the big Sydney derby and maybe even start 
depending on how fit he is. But this is a huge week for them. It's also a huge week for Perth. I think they're the only team this week to be playing two games. Actually, maybe Melbourne City as well. But um, a lot of pressure on them now. They've played 11 games. They've got 11 points. But you know they're about to catch up with the rest of the competition. So they can't use the excuse of not having played many games anymore. They lost two games last week. Um, and now they're really in trouble. So they've got Melbourne City away. Then they host Adelaide. I think they need four points from these games. At, at a minimum, they need to find three. Um, but yeah, this is a massive season-shaping week for them. If they go 13 games in, still with 11 points, you can pretty much write them off, to be honest. Because um, that's sort of what Brisbane have got and you know the other teams crawling around at the bottom. So this is a massive week for them. They have to turn it around. But we'll get into the games. They start on Wednesday, tomorrow. Uh, Melbourne City are getting stitched up. They've got another Wednesday game next week as well. I think it's because of the Champions League. They've sort of got to rush their games out. But they host Perth Glory at Amy Park. For me, this is an easy one to call, despite Perth needing the result. Melbourne City are cruising at the moment. They really are. They're looking like they're back in their sort of form from last season, to be honest. They are just getting win after win. Um, they're currently sitting one point behind Western United. They played one more, so this will be two games more, but they'll get back on top of the league. For now, with a 2-0 win, I think. Um, yeah, Perth just looked dull the last couple of, of games now. Two games without a goal. They're starting to struggle once again after it looked like maybe they'd get themselves out. You know, Bruno Fornaroli was in great form, but sort of ghosted the last couple of weeks. So City 2-0 for me here. Probably goals from McLaren and Leckie. They're just doing it consistently at the moment. We move to Friday. We stay in Melbourne. It's Melbourne victory taking on MacArthur. Uh, I'm going to go probably the upset here and go MacArthur to win this one 1-0. One um, they're in great form, the Bulls. They dropped two points midweek against or on the weekend against the Jets, but prior to that, they've had a couple of really great wins. They're sort of the only team really sitting with uh, Western United and Melbourne City at the moment. Um, and victory, they've come off a week without a game, obviously. Um, so that could have a good effect in terms of they're well-rested or it could mean they're a bit sluggish and off the pace without having that match experience in a week. And you, you can't forget that before this game, they had one sort of crap win against the, the Mariners with a last-minute goal. And before that, three straight losses in the league. Um, so they're not coming in on good form. MacArthur are. So despite the victory, and it's a Friday night, they'll probably bring a healthy crowd. I'm going to tip MacArthur because, you know what, the crowds don't seem to worry them. They're pretty much playing in front of no none of their own fans week in, week out, despite even when they're playing over in New South Wales. They're, they've got about 20 traveling fans. I know that, you know, to get to like Newcastle is a bit of a trek for them, but numbers have been poor and, and they don't mind. So they'll probably have, I don't think anyone travels for the Bulls um, on a regular basis. So maybe this is a big game they might, but um, yeah, they seem to like sort of being the underdog and, and playing without much going in their favor. So I'm going to go 1-0 there. We move to Saturday. We've got three big games. Starting off in Ballarat, we're back there. Uh, I think I'll probably go. It's a 3.05 kickoff. I'm not really keen on making the travel over there. It's, you can't really get the train because um, there's no line from like the one that runs through from Warm Ponds to Southern Cross. Like You can't get one that goes to Wendery straight from there. So you've got to get like two trains and then a bus. It takes like two hours. So I'm going to try and get a ride with someone. I don't want to drive myself. Um, but I'll probably be there. Uh, they just hosted an NRL game at Mars Stadium on the weekend, a trial game from the Melbourne Storm. So hopefully the pitch is you know, going okay. Uh, you've got a week to, to fix it up, so it should be fine. Uh, I'm going to tip 2-1 to Western United here. This is a big game for the Jets. Like After taking those four points last week, they've got a real chance to get themselves level on points with the top six. 
Um, but I think Western will be too strong. Um, I think both teams have got the capabilities to score here, which is why I've gone 2-1. Um, but Western are normally pretty reliable down in Ballarat. Had a good result there last season against MacArthur. So I'm going to uh, bank them in. And normally a, a good amount of Ballarat people get to these games as well. So expect like a probably a 3,000 crowd. Nothing crazy, but um, won't be too bad. Now that the whole stadium's opened up as well, we could even see a bit more. Um, Central Coast and Brisbane, 2-0 to Central Coast here. First time in Gosford, it feels like, for a couple of weeks as well. They've had a fair bit of NRL trial games going on there as well. That could be why, but... Brisbane are just so out of form. They've had the week off. Central Coast, two weeks in a row, they've lost the game in the final minute. Uh, I expect them to come out firing and take the three points here. It's a pretty easy decision for me. Uh, then we've got the Sydney Derby. They've been selling $10 tickets for this game. I think it was like a two-day thing or something. Um, but hopefully they sold those out. You know, Crowds for both teams lately have been so poor. The Wanderers are getting four, 5,000 in. Sydney got 3,000, like 3,200 at their game against... Melbourne City on a Saturday night. Like, you can't ask for a more primetime slot than that against the champions, a grand final rematch, the first time they've met since a grand final. And they took, they brought 3,000 people. Like, this is starting to worry me. You know, people talk about once the Sydney Football Stadium is built, they'll have the big crowds back, blah, blah. I just, I, I struggle to see that. You know, Jubilee's not a terrible stadium and it's got enough seats to sort of pack it out a bit more than this. I thought seven to 8,000 would have, would have gotten there on. Saturday, so could be a really disappointing crowd here. Hoping that it's going to hit twenty thousand. I think they got twenty three thousand in round one or something like that. But um, I think fifteen even would be something we'd take at this point. We just need to see a big crowd here. Hopefully, both teams active show up because lately the RBB and the Cove have been four rows. You know, it's been really disappointing. But in terms of the actual football, uh, these derby games are normally pretty low scoring. To be honest, I'm going to go one nil to Sydney. Um, they're desperate for a win. Now, the the Wanderers season kind of hangs in the balance as it is. They're probably one loss away from being written off for me, just like Brisbane are at the moment. And So I'm going to go Sydney to win. Got too much scoring ability. They're a bit more solid defensively than the Wanderers at the moment. So um, they should win this one. But the Wanderers have been the better team in the derbies as of late. So uh, you never know. But um, I'll go Sydney there. On Sunday, then, we've got a couple of games. The Knicks and Melbourne City. This is a huge game. Uh, you know, the, the City city coming off a Wednesday game into the Sunday. So it's not terrible. I think players are pretty used to these quick turnarounds now. But um, the Knicks are going to be fresh. They're in Wollongong where they like to play. And I'm going to go one all here. I think this is a huge opportunity for Wellington. If they win this game, a lot of heads are going to start to turn. And people are going to realize that they're a genuine top six contender this season. Or, you know, maybe even a bit more than that. Um, their last few weeks have been so good, and uh, I just I think they've got what it takes to go with Melbourne City here. So one all is going to be the call, um, but yeah, this could, really could go either way as well. Finally, we're back at HBF Park. I'm so excited for uh, Perth Glory fans. They've had it so tough the last couple of seasons, and um, hopefully it's not too long before Wellington can have that as well. Although it looks like it could be the remainder of the season, but back at HBF Park. Uh, I saw rules for Optus Stadium with 50% capacity. I don't know if it's the same here. Uh, maybe not because it's a smaller stadium. But either way, if it's 50%, they'll definitely sell that out. If it's 100%, uh, I think they could still... We'll definitely see more, like upwards of 10,000 people get here. Perth fans really get behind this team. We saw it in round one. So the crowd will be there. They're going to have all the support behind their backs. Adelaide are in decent form though themselves. Um, and Perth have struggled. I think it's going to be 2-0 to Perth, though. I just feel as though they're going to be too strong. 
they, they can't not win this game. If they do, especially after tipping them to lose to uh, City on Wednesday, they're going to be 13 games in halfway through the season with 11 points. They can be written off as well. This is a huge week for them. They have to win here against Adelaide, and I think they will. Like I said, 2-0. Um, and Adelaide are going to be stitched up because they've had to travel to Perth. The only team to have to travel to Perth all season, they're going to have to do it twice. But um, that's all for the results. It's a big, big week. And then there's another game on Wednesday. I think it's City and MacArthur. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed this week's episode again. Again, there wasn't a lot more talk to talk about than the football. Um, but I had a little bit of drama last week. After the game on Wednesday, I uh, well, we went to the game with a friend who's like used to live in Sydney and had like a Sydney Cove hat. And so I run the the Western United Active uh, Instagram page, and well, a few people run it, but like I, I post on there quite a bit. And um, to be fair, you know, it's mainly me. I'll take the credit. <laughs> I'll take the credit. But um, yeah, I I grabbed his hat and took a photo of it upside down and just posted like three points or something like. And then instantly, obviously, got sent around. One Sydney fan saw it, and they all saw it. I got all these DMs about like next time you come or we come to Melbourne, all your gear is gone and come up to Sydney, you cowards and all this stuff. And like, I would just explain that. Obviously, it was a bit of a joke. And then, um, yeah, I mean, they got crazy. They're very passionate about their bucket hats. And um, I mean, I can see why. It's a nice hat. But uh, yeah, that, there was no harm intended to be caused. There's just a bit of a laugh. But some of them didn't believe me. And I'm like, it was about 20 of us at that game. There was probably more Sydney traveling fans than was Western active fans. We didn't go over and steal a, a bucket hat. Um, especially of the back of us getting our stuff stolen by victory. We know how much it hurts and uh, we wouldn't participate in any casual activities like that. But that is all. Uh, Enjoy the football this week and I'll chat to you all next week. See you later.